the little girl I watch. She wanted to uh, refill her water bottle. And she, it was, it was already like pretty full. And I was like, ooh, okay. Like, I don't know how much more water you can get in there. And so she like goes to refill it in like the, the side of the fridge thing. And it squirts her all over her face. It, it was too full. <laughs> <laughs> and so her hair is totally soaked. Her like she's dripping water all over her face, and she just starts bawling like she has been hit in the face. <laughs> I'm like, you're okay. It's just water. <laughs> you know what though? I admire that kind of honesty. Like, my whole day has just been. It wasn't going so great anyway, and now it's completely ruined because it's got nailed by refrigerator water. I told, I respect it. I yeah, no, I I, I wish we could all re- react that way to the things, but then I, I, you know, I would just be crying all day. <laughs> I'd just be crying all day. I do enough of that as it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even been hit by water from the refrigerator. I no, not even. <laughs> You're listening to No Good Parents. I'm Brian. And I'm Ariel. Now, do not mistake this podcast for anything remotely helpful or educational, particularly about parenting. Uh, Think more parody. Um, The world of no good parents is based in a reality that just does not exist. In this world, no rules. There's no such thing as child abuse. (laughs) And if you want, if you want real, sincere, expert advice on parenting, this is not your podcast. Go, go listen to some other podcast. There, there are plenty of them out there. Oh, yeah. So many. So uh, this week, uh, we're talking about, what did you write here? Every goth chick oh, or fat right. kid's favorite holiday? You're Which supposed obviously- to read these before you <laughs> decide if you're going to go verbatim. <laughs> I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's more fun to do it this way. <laughs> so obviously, we're talking about Halloween. Um. Whether you love it for the spook factor or just love the candy. Uh, If you're a kid, you probably love it. But there are some seriously scary scenarios involved if you're responsible for kids at Halloween time. So let's get into some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Your three-year-old loves Halloween specifically because she knows that it means she's going to get to eat candy, which isn't something she eats very much of normally, like in Her normal existence, not a lot of candy. You want to set reasonable, healthy limits to her Halloween candy consumption, but don't want to give her any weird food issues down the road. So what do you do? Wow. Well, I I just, I feel like parents really get way too worked up over this stuff. Truly. Um, Throughout life, there are occasions to do things differently than you normally would. I mean, how many other days of the year do you let your kids like stay up a little later knocking on your neighbor's door begging for candy? Right. You're like at this point, you're already way over the discipline line. Like all hope is lost. So I just think, you know, you got to relax when it comes to Halloween. It's a kid's day. I think you just let them have it. And and then everybody deals with the consequences the next day. Okay. So I feel a little bit differently, Brian. Um, I think that this is a learning opportunity. And the lesson that uh, we want to sort of instill here is uh, intuitive eating. Is that like I I had a rough day? I should should eat the whole pizza? No, 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 no,
Oh, that's what we want to avoid. Intuitive eating is you eat food because it tastes good or because it fulfills nutritional needs that you have and you eat a reasonable amount until you're full and then you stop. I know this is a very foreign concept for a lot of people. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so again, <laughs> intuitive. Oh, you feel hungry. You eat something. You stop being hungry. So you stop eating intuitive eating. Um, and I think that when you're trying to instill this idea of intuitive eating, when you're teaching it, you have to go again, based on a kid's astrological sign. Oh. So there's different ways. <laughs> different ways uh. to go about teaching intuitive eating to different star signs. Um, we're going to start with earth signs because earth signs are the easiest in this case. Because earth signs are very grounded. They're very... Uh, reasonable they're very practical uh when you sort of explain to them that food is fuel and food is to satiate their hunger you give them a bag of candy and you say eat candy until you don't feel like eating candy anymore they're going to pick that up pretty quickly now air signs very logical intellectual cerebral you're going to have to engage in a little bit more conversation about this. You're going to have to get into more philo philosophical debate. Well, what's going to happen if I eat all of my Halloween candy in one sitting? And you're going to have to go through all of the various outcomes, the various possible outcomes. You might get diarrhea. You might throw up. You might <laughs> turn your tongue green. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that can happen if you eat all of the Halloween candy. So it's, I could just hear my kids right now, honestly being like, so if I have enough that it makes me throw up, does that mean I'm in trouble or like, you're okay with that? Because like, I, that's the only level of negotiating I hear my kids doing <laughs> listening to what you're saying. But the, the issue isn't whether or not you're okay with it. The issue is that their body isn't okay with it. If they're throwing up they're they're not going to be okay with it. Those kids hardly listen to me. You think they're going to start listening to their body? <laughs> Jeez, you see my kids around like a king-size bag of Skittles. Get yeah. about it. It's like the Hunger Games. You just throw it in the middle of the friggin' living room and then run. So you're playing Hungry Hungry Hippos with your kids. Kind of. When you get bored, you just throw some candy on the floor and watch them run for it. Yeah, we make them do it like gladiator style. <laughs> Okay. So water signs. Um, now this is a little, gets a little trickier with the water signs because water signs are a little bit more sensitive, intuitive, emotionally driven. They're going to have a tendency to emotionally eat mm. negative feelings that they have. They might, they might resort to binging on the candy. And I think it's really important to talk to your water sign child about how they're feeling and make sure that they are journaling and meditating on those feelings. Well, ideally journaling and meditating um, before they get the candy. Like before the candy is within eyesight, they have already processed their emotions. 
so that they're not responding emotionally. I to feel the like candy. you're ruining Halloween. <laughs> I feel like I'm making it safer. I'm normally the one that's trying to suck the fun out of the room. That's crazy. I can't believe it's you this time. By telling them that, you know, it's before okay we go trick or treating, honey, I need you to meditate and consider your self image. I mean, I just, I, yeah, <laughs> I can hardly get the kids to sit through dinner before trick or treating. Right. Well, okay. Fire signs. Fire signs are rebellious. They tend to have issues with authority. So Mm -hmm. the approach here isn't going to be telling them, okay, this is the right way to go about doing this. The, uh, The right approach is, honestly, with a fire sign, kind of your method. Let them do whatever they want. See what happens. (laughs) Let them suffer the consequences and then they'll learn and they'll decide on their own. (laughs) I mean, like, I just, I don't know. It's funny. Like I said, I just imagine my kids sitting there after like completely throwing up a bag full of, you know, Halloween candy with his hand on his stomach and like, you know, can I have hugs? Can you tug me in? Can I still eat candy when I wake up? I can know that. I know this would happen. Well, I know... I don't know if they're fire signs or not. I don't know like how that you have, works. You have an air sign and a water sign. Oh, I'll see if I can get my water sign to meditate before we go trick or treating. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next scenario. Your eight-year-old son wants to dress up as Black Panther from the, the superhero movie. And this would obviously be awesome. Uh, great costume choice. The only problem here is that your son is white and you're afraid that people will be offended by his costume choice. What do you do? So I think I actually have a pretty, pretty simple solution, assuming that this kid is willing to go along with it. Um, I think costumes should be funny. Like you don't necessarily have to dress up exactly like the, um, the superhero from the whatever movie. You want to be the Black Panther. What is a Black Panther? A Black Panther is a black jungle cat. So I think that we're going to find a black jungle cat kind of costume. And since he wants to be from a superhero movie, I don't know. We're going to have a water gun. We're going to have a black cat costume with a water gun. And that's he's the Black Panther now. So so what you're saying is we're just going to order the Black Panther costume from like Wish. Uh, the one for like the sexy black cat in a, in a weird size, because I don't know what size a child's medium would be. <laughs> they don't make the sexy black cat costume <laughs> in a child's medium. I, this, I, I, I hate this conversation. I really do. I hate every bit of this discussion and I'm going to try to tread delicately here. Uh, cause I know we live in a, in a particular time and, just the idea that we have to drag our kids into a political discussion for what ultimately is, is an otherwise silly holiday is, is just kind of ridiculous. Um, I don't think that my white kid dressed as a black character made by an overwhelmingly white company is appropriation. I, I know I'm usually hard on kids, but I think it's the adults in this case that are, are actually being ridiculous. Uh, if your child wants to dress up as Black Panther, I say let them. 
um, imagine like if we were to tell black children not to dress as white characters, I think that would just be cruel. Um, the same way it is to tell white kids not to dress up as, as black characters or Hawaiian characters or whatever it is. Cause I know this comes up every year. Um, and, and I think my big question about this, and maybe, maybe just somebody needs to explain it to me. Why would we want to prevent white kids from idolizing black characters? Like, I feel like that's kind of the behavior we'd rather promote. I'm just thinking just for me, both of my white children love black Panther and mm -hmm. beyond even black Panther. They love the actor that played black Panther. And I think as a result of that, um, you know, I think the problem comes up when you start trying to look exactly like the character. So your white but, kid. But, but you're wearing a mask. Like I just, I don't even, oh, I, I just. I, did, I don't know. Did, did Does this costume include a mask? Of course it does. Maybe it could. Listen, anything that Disney owns, which the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one of those things, like they do this pretty pretty well. well how how consumerist and mass produced uh, right I, I i totally agree with you only i don't i think the costumes are way cooler for my kids these days than they were when i was a kid and i just like i mean but i just you know to bring this back to real world for a second like could you imagine if wakanda was like no white visitors please they would lose a ton in tourism money they don't get white tourists do they wakanda do they well it doesn't really exist so that's kind of the So that joke was apparently for you. Okay. <laughs> I guess I should watch this movie. <laughs> You're from this fictitious world of Wakanda. <laughs> and the thing that kind of makes it funny is that once the movie came out, everybody thought Wakanda was so beautiful that they actually started like trying to book trips to Wakanda. Oh, it like exist. how when, when they made Lord of the Rings and now everyone wants to go to New Zealand. Well, no, but that, that makes sense because New Zealand exists. But the Shire doesn't exist. It doesn't? <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> okay. Your teenage daughter says that she is going trick-or-treating with friends and then sleeping over at a girlfriend's house after on Halloween. You want to trust her, but you have suspicions that she might be up to no good. What do you do? Now, if you if you suspect she's up to no good, she's probably lying. Um, trust your gut. I, that's just how I feel about it. Um, kids don't realize that we've all tried to pull this stuff, the same exact stuff that they're going to try to use to dupe you. We were doing that before they were born. We, that is as a matter of fact, that's probably why your intuition is telling you that this is <laughs> happening because you've already done this. Oh, so I, just think about it. Mm, yep. Yeah. And I think, just, you know, just because you haven't caught your kid doing something awful doesn't mean that they aren't doing anything awful. Do you know, Brian, do you know what my friends and I in high school decided one year that we were going to dress up as? What's that? We said we were, we're just going to skip the whole slutty something else costume. We're literally just going to dress up as prostitutes. Huh. Five five progressive liberal your parents were okay with this i you know i don't think that they were involved in this decision see that's what i'm saying if you think something's squirrely that's what happened your kids dressing up like your kids gonna leave the house and like i don't know who's like I, fishnets 
Well, yeah, you have these kind of like your kid's going to leave the house like, oh, like, look, she's in, in high school and it's kind of weird that she's dressed like My Little Pony, but it's sweet because that's my little baby girl. And then your little baby girl going to take that unicorn off. And then, like you said, it's the fishnets. And the, <laughs> I'm just saying my little pony gets dirty when you're not around parents. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Just because you haven't caught them doing something awful doesn't mean they aren't doing the awful thing. All right. I'm going in a totally different direction because I like to think that my teenage girl is going to take after me. And, um, you know, we're not going to do traditional Halloween things, but we are going to celebrate in a way that's way cooler than anything her high school friends can come up with. Because what's cooler than hanging out with a bunch of like kind of lame guys drinking like malt liquor in a basement what's cooler than doing that um anything anything but especially practicing a wiccan tradition celebrating (laughs) the, the, the transitional period of uh samhain which is the pagan holiday that halloween is sort of based off of it sounds like you have a speech impediment you can't pronounce l's when you say that word, Darwin. Yeah. How you pronounce it? I, how the hell would spelled, I know? So it's spelled. If you want to Google this, it's spelled Samhain, but it's Gaelic. Oh. So um, oh. I, I think what I'm going to do is host a traditional pagan bonfire event, <laughs> and uh, her friends are welcome to come. This is include <laughs> like ritual sacrifice or anything? No sacrifice, but it will involve like traditional garb, like uh, dressing up in animal skins. Um, we're going to tell fortunes and they might be interested in learning some love spells. Who knows, you know, girl stuff. I'm just trying to figure out as a parent, which scenario would bother me more. (laughs) My high schooler walking out of the house, uh, going to a party as a prostitute, uh, dressed up like a prostitute for Halloween, not actually performing as a prostitute. Um, or, they're going them going to your house <laughs> and doing stuff with fires and potions and things. I think mine's going to be a way better story. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of story you only tell somebody like, you know, really well. I will tell that all of those stories to everyone. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the no good parents podcast. Oh, we'll get into more very weird scenarios right after this. <sighs> Another successful Halloween. We should probably go through the kids' candy and make sure it's all safe. Ooh, good call. Let's see what we have here. Snickers, Starburst, ew, candy corn. That one's all you, sweetheart. The rest of us aren't monsters. Hey, don't knock my candy corn. <laughs> hmm, wait. This one looks odd. That does look odd. I've never seen candy that looks like that. And it looks like it was kind of haphazardly wrapped. We definitely should not give that one to the kids. Hey, do you think that's one of those candies I was reading about in the news? That story about people putting edibles in kids' candy? I mean, who would do something so messed up? Yeah, that is messed up. Do you think maybe we should take it? Ooh, it has been a while. Hmm, 
All right, let's do it, but hurry before I change my mind. Okay, okay, all right, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, that, that doesn't even taste that bad. I mean, it's not good, but not that bad either. Yeah, but I, I don't feel anything. So maybe we're, maybe we're just wrong. Maybe we just ate some random, you know, homemade candy. I mean, those things usually take like a, like a half hour to kick in, right? Let's give it some time. Oh yeah, no, that's um, that's definitely kicked in. That's, I feel like so relaxed. Like that painting could totally slide off the wall, and I, I wouldn't even bother to get up and fix it right now. I know. It's like I am one with the bed. Hey, do you know what I could really go for? <laughs> What's that? Chocolate. The Milky Way bars in that candy pile are just like staring at me. Do you think the kids would notice and like murder me if I had one? You know, now that you mention it, um, candy sounds really amazing. Like those Skittles are totally calling my name. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they counted their candy yet. They won't notice if a few pieces go missing. It will be like they were never there. I think that you are totally right. And it's a good idea. I'm a lucky guy. Um, I may have married a genius. <laughs> yeah, you did okay. Mmm. <laughs> God, so good. Yeah. It's even worth the verbal abuse my trainer is going to give me at the gym this week. Whoever said that nothing tastes as good as skinny feels probably never stacked a fun-sized Milky Way bar on top of a fun-sized Kit Kat bar and shoved it in their face. <laughs> Again, I may have married a genius. This is so good. I just can't stop. Like a couple more is not going to hurt. And babe. Where do we put the rest of the candy? It was all here, I thought. Oh no. Holy crap. Did we, did we really just? Yep, we ate it all. My tummy hurts and we might be the worst parents ever. <sighs> Go to the store in the morning. Welcome back to No Good Parents, special Halloween edition. And we're learning a lot about Ariel, as we usually do. Uh, this week, we're talking about all the silly, spooky things that might come up when you do the Halloween thing with your children. On to the next scenario. Your preschooler can't make up her mind about what she wants to dress up as for Halloween. So every week, she has a new idea about what costume she wants to wear. As the holiday gets closer, it's getting to be time to actually commit to something, but she shows no signs of zeroing in on one idea. What do you do? So, as you might imagine, indecisiveness in, in adults is kind of one of my pet peeves. Um, and, and, and it's even more elevated when, when kids get indecisive because they do it so 
so frequently. So, and I know this is all supposed to be fun and games, but I just, I don't understand letting a preschooler run the show, right? She, she has way too much power in this situation. And you have to take that power back because essentially she's holding the whole, what the parent's going to do for Halloween for the kids. She's holding that whole thing for ransom. When you think about it. So I think you have to sort of consider this a lesson in being decisive. So your child doesn't grow up to be an, an, an indecisive adult. So I think at this point, you should probably just take Halloween to get away altogether. <gasps> you don't want to raise a wishy-washy young person. If you can't decide what you're going to be for Halloween, you can't celebrate Halloween. Okay. We end it right there. No That's because make it easy on the parents. Enough, oh enough of this whole thing. She can't make up her mind. Parents are going to do it for okay, her. Hey, girl, come over for Samhain. Come to the Samhain. bonfire. I have extra I animal skins. I'm just saying, I think she's pretty lucky anyway. That she even has a choice. In my house, she'd get an old bed sheet with two holes cut out. So what I would do is a little different. I would pull out my handy dandy deck of tarot cards and I would use. So, huh? who, who, who guides the tarot cards? Is that what was it? Those Ouija boards? Like, isn't, aren't the spirits supposed to be guiding you? Who, who, who guides well, the tarot cards? I'm going to need her help shuffling it to get her energy. So I need her to be touching the cards. Like, we're going to have to sit down and do this together as part of her. Like, this is her final decision-making process. So the, the spirits of the universe are going to help her make this choice. Oh, the spirits will decide. Yeah. And huh. um, so I'm just going to take the the cards from the major arcana because we don't want to make this too complicated. We just want to. No, any, any more complicated would be <laughs> terrible. We're going to shuffle the deck and we're going to pick one of the major arcana cards. And whatever card she picks, we're going to pick the costume in her like roster of ideas that aligns most closely with that card. So, for example, if she pulls the Empress, that's this like um, beautiful, glowing queen symbolizing feminine, nurturing, artistic energy. And she was thinking about going as... I don't know, a witch, then we're going to go with that. Nurturing, the nurturing witch. Yeah, good witch. Huh. Okay. We're good witches here. Right, that's a thing. <laughs> I saw the Wizard of Oz, I'm sure. Uh, it was Glenda, right? She was the good witch. Yeah. What was the other witches? I don't know. It's just the wicked witch. I haven't seen that in a while, but didn't the good witch drop a house on the other one? I know. And is it, are you good if you murder someone? I just, I don't know. I don't Probably know. Hmm. They got well, weird laws over there in Oz. Um, they certainly do. Last one. It's actually kind of a cute scenario. You have a new baby who is four months old and you want to dress her up for Halloween. What costume do you pick out for? I have a, a bunch of ideas. So I'm not going with just four month old. Um, I have costume ideas for newborn up to one year old. I'm gonna I'm gonna go like grab a cocktail. I'll come back and probably still have plenty of time. Is that a book I see you? Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> have at it. Newborns up to about two, three months. They're they're not fully baked, right? They're still like kind of wrinkly. They're cute, but they're still like they've got their they they've often have their eyes closed. They're still like attached to mommy. Very cute, but um, not like round and squishy enough to really like pull off a, an animal costume. 
my preferred costume ideas. And the first one's a little out there. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, but there's a character in Lord of the Rings called Gollum. Is this the the little one that looked? He goes, mine, my precious. Yeah, and, he, and it, it looks like he's 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 been dead for a while. Like his uh-huh. hair just kept growing, uh-huh. even though he died a long time ago. Yeah, he's very like bald with like little wispy hair, kind of like if like newborns have hair, it's like kind of wispy a lot of the time. And the, the costume is really simple because Gollum doesn't really wear any clothes. So <laughs> the baby just has to be in, in its little diaper and maybe like a loincloth or something and uh, a ring. You just get like a ring necklace. <laughs> And that's it. That's the whole costume. Wow. Okay. Um, so you're newborn as Gollum or alternatively, it's cold out. You can't stomach the idea of your baby being Gollum. Try a flying monkey from the Wizard of Oz. Ooh. That sounds cute, right? So you get to be have your baby wear like a monkey outfit, but with little bat wings. Best of both worlds, really. It's kind of cute. <laughs> And then um, for about like four to six months, maybe three to six months, really depending on like not necessarily the age, but the size of your kid. About Around that age is when I think it's really appropriate to be a furry animal. So I like the idea of a skunk baby. The Kardashians modeled this really well. Oh um, so this is a great mommy and me kind of costume idea. Very chic because you've got the all black skunk outfit with the one white stripe down the back. Very cute with like a fluffy tail. Love it. Perfection. Alternatively, another cute mommy and me outfit. Baby kangaroo and mommy kangaroo because then you get to utilize your like boba wrap, whatever kind of baby wearing wrap you have as your kangaroo pouch. Oh boy. Um, so baby butterfly, baby is the butterfly. And then mommy is a flower. Okay. Cute. So the baby's like flap, like has butterfly wings and is like sitting on mommy and mommy gets to be a flower. That's fun. Or centipede. I think you probably have to make this costume. I don't think this exists, but your baby's just like basically in like a bodysuit, and it needs like lots of little little legs like attached to it and it can kind of like play with them as you're like going around if you're going out trick-or-treating or if you go to a halloween party baby can be entertained by its hundred legs also spider and spiders has an advantage because the legs are probably longer so they might actually be able to like reach them near their face and they can just kind of it's turned into a home shopping network for carter's babies <laughs> costumes I didn't look up any of these costumes. These are all from my brain. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's the part that I find the most concerning. <laughs> all right. So your baby is like <laughs> um, 10 to 12 months. So like standing up, kind of walking, maybe toddling around-ish. I think it's really funny for a baby that age to be in sort of an adult costume. The big caveat here is that the kid has to be able to stand up for this these costumes to work. So I want to see a 10 to 12 month old standing up baby in an inmate costume, like an orange jumpsuit with like numbers on it. Jeez. <laughs> I want to see him or her as a firefighter, any other <clears throat> like profession, you know. Um, I want to see him or her as a scientist in a lab coat. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> with like maybe little glasses. <laughs> I want to see him or her as Annabelle or a Chucky. Oh doll. my goodness. You can't dress it. You can't do that. Honestly, you yeah. cannot do that. If they will let you put like face paint or makeup on them, you can do it. No, I'm just saying you can't do that. Who like what parents going to be like, I'm going to walk around with this Annabelle thing. I saw that movie totally like that would be so funny, no. though. It, it <gasps> might be funny, but I think it's one of those things that could be funny on somebody else's kid, but it wouldn't be funny on yours. I think it'd be really funny on mine. I don't know. Um, Creepy. Or Frankenstein's monster. Assu- again, assuming that your kid will let you put face paint on him or her. See that that would just be I mean, I can see that being cute. Frankenstein's monster. All right. That's the end of my list. Oh, my God. That was painful. All right. <laughs> well, I'm the idiot who said this scenario was easy. Um, I, I just I, I I don't want to take up too much time with this because I don't really have a lot of just there are plenty of options for newborns, like especially if this is your first baby and your first baby's first Halloween, you can skip the entire thing. Just kind of chill out and relax. It's not like the baby's going to remember any of this anyway. And you're going to be busy every other year with Halloween. So I say just this year, skip it. Um, there's only so many years that you get to pick what your kids wear. There's only so many years. So is this about control for you or? No, this is just about an opportunity huh. to do a, a really cute mommy baby costume. Okay. It's a mommy baby thing. Not it a dad. Be, Cause I mean, not yeah, all I was going to say, cause I don't really get, I don't I mean, I don't care. I don't give two rips. I, it's like, listen, I love my kids. I do the Halloween thing because they're so into it. I never cared about Halloween ever. How are we friends? I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't really understand it, but I just roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So uh, it is time now for No Good News. And because this is the Halloween edition, we will we will we will do a Holly uh, Halloween no good news. Uh, if this is your first time with the podcast, this is a weekly feature we do that highlights parents in the news, uh, not for doing something good or something bad necessarily, just because parents are in the news and it fits. So that's why we do this. Um, so again, because this is our special Halloween edition, uh, we're talking about parents from all over the country that have been circulating petitions to move Halloween to a Saturday night each year. So what do you think? Should we make sure that Halloween falls on a Saturday every year? I think you should take this one first, Brian. I know you read this, you read the news story, but I want you to start. Okay. Let's hear your your take on that. I'm going to say no. Why I not? don't think we should move it. I think I think we need to stop coddling the parents on this one. You think that parents should just learn to survive on less sleep? Well, it's and- but like it's that's the thing though. It's like it, it's it's part of the job. It's like being in you the military. Know? Well, I mean, I don't know. It's worse than being in the military. It lasts longer, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I've never been in the military. But I'm just saying, pretty sure that the parenting thing is at least 18 years. And then and then probably, More I've heard that. people say it goes beyond that. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, like, I, I get it. Like, you know, it's very tough to get all the things in, right? Like when that happens to fall on a Monday night. Like, I get it. Like, it's tough, right? Because you got to you got to get them from school or like after school or whatever it is. And then, you know, you got to get them fed. And the, I get it. Right. But like, seriously, it's it's one night of stinking year. This is what it means to be a parent. So you just got to man up. I mean, what's next? You're going to move Christmas to July. That'd be ridiculous. Right. I mean, no chance of snow in July. What? Be closer to my birthday. That would be fun. I don't know why that would be a good thing, per se. I'm just saying if Halloween isn't on October 31st anymore, is it even really still Halloween? Okay, Brian. You're wrong. 
So I don't think that we should be moving Halloween <laughs> to a Saturday because what I think is that we need to be honoring the traditional roots of the holiday. And Halloween comes from, as I mentioned before, the Gaelic Celtic tradition of Samhain, which signifies the end of the harvest season and moving into the dark days of winter. Now, mm. the really special thing about Samhain, um, aside from like Halloween coming from it with the trick-or-treating and the candy and the costumes, it all derives from uh, this holiday where um, the, the veil between the mortal world and the spirit world thins. So we is are- like, like, Is it like a mucus membrane? Something like that, yeah. Mm, okay. um, so the veil thins- and we're able to uh, get into in touch with loved ones who have passed on to the next life. Um, there's, a, you know, a thinning of the veil between mortals and the fairy world. So it's a really like special time to practice magic. A thinning of our understanding of reality. I totally feel that right now. <laughs> so I grasp on it. Sawin is actually based on the quarters of the year. So it doesn't really technically fall on the same day every year. And it really doesn't fall on one specific day at all, from what I understand, which is, you know, from doing several, several Google searches. As every it, committed witch does to better exactly. understand her craft. I had to read several websites about the history and the timing of it in order to understand this beautiful tradition that I'm going to start this year. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually about a whole week. So it's really about a, a week long. And it's sort of it sort of starts maybe around the 31st, and it's the first week of November, more or less. So that whole week should be a holiday. No. So school. a whole week of Halloween. Yeah. Halloween is what you're saying. Halloween, Samhain, uh, honoring the dead. And whatever uh, spiritual practices you want to do to mark that time of year, the end of the quarter, end of the harvest, it's a really sacred time for witches. See, it's it's weird because as you're like as you're saying all this stuff, like I sit here and think to myself, like, man, somebody should really call somebody. <laughs> it's just frightening. Every word's coming out of your mouth, and then and but it's weird because I realize like an executive at Disney right now, or maybe just some dude who cleans the bathrooms, is probably taking notes. Like, and it's going to be like, I have this great idea for a movie. And then it's going to be a huge hit. And you're going to be like, see, Brian, you're the idiot. I'm just saying, well, just, I, I, you I know, know I'm going to have to have to get in on that. If they're, if they're coming up with the idea, they need, they're going to need to contact me about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's right. We did it first. Yeah. We talked about it. I, we probably didn't talk about it first. Cause there's a thousand podcasts, but Thousand million. No, no, it was all us. We did it first. They got their adopt. Whatever any okay. movie that comes out about witches from here on out, we did it first. We did it. Okay. And we get a cut. It's our movie. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so whole week, whole week for Halloween, and and we just don't have like school or work or anything because it's witches oh, New Year. I, mean, like I can a, get behind that. It's a really important holiday. Oh, I've always said so. Um, so just just to to be clear, um, we are in agreement that the holiday itself should not move. We just disagree on why that is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 It's not on a Saturday necessarily. Listen, if we start getting an entire week off for Halloween, 
it has officially become a very important and my most favorite holiday. Perfect. So. And then maybe you'll give more thought to the baby Halloween costumes. No, I'm, I'm just, listen, <laughs> I say skip it. If the kid, if the kid's like, you know, a year old, just skip it. Stay okay. home. Enjoy your night. Every episode we do kid food and beverage pairings. So we offer our suggestions for what to pair with your kid's favorite foods. Um, kid-friendly foods, not kid-friendly drinks. No, definitely not. No. And it was, I was actually um, really excited for this one. Oh, I bet. Because um, so the whole idea for this episode is pairing drinks with a whole Halloween candy hall. Mm. So in, in this instance, that included Starburst, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, Snickers, and candy corn. I mean, feel free to ad lib if you have another favorite candy. These were the ones, the really common, common culprits that I, that I came up with. So we'll start with our first one, Starburst. Starbursts are really sweet and really fruity. They're just like Mm -hmm. little, little globs of fruity sugar. So I want to pair that with something like really light, really light and really crisp to balance it out is what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking like a vino verde, like a really white, like really light white Spanish or Portuguese wine for that Mm -hmm. one. Well, I I will say so for all, all of these, I'm not a wine aficionado, as you know. Um, So I kind of went multiple on these. All right. So. For Starburst, I kind of went uh, sort of op- opposite direction of you. And I said to make the Starburst the lighter when I when I suggested pairing it with an Asti Spamanti. Ooh. Oh, or as a wow. woman I used to date used to call it As- Asti Spamanzi. <laughs> that was usually after she had one or two of them. So, <laughs> true story. Um, but I figured that way, because that's kind of like, I don't know if you can call that one. I don't even know what that is. I mean, I've had it. I know it's really sweet, but I, I feel like it makes the Starburst lighter. Maybe. Interesting. But if you're not going to do that, I would suggest a vodka cranberry. Oh. And you actually can make a drink out of it and you can use for extra fun. You can you can garnish the that cocktail with a Starburst pieces. Sounds like the way that I would get roofied in a frat house circa 2011. I mean, listen, but at least it tastes good going down. I, and admittedly, if you're drinking that, you're making a bad decision that will lead to consequences later. Yeah. So, so as, as far as your analogy got perfect, really. <laughs> okay. What's the next? Minus one? the whole date rape thing. Yeah. Minus the date rape sounds delicious. Yep. Uh, next one would be Reese's peanut butter cups. Reese's what do you got for that? Peanut butter cups. So I, I actually did Reese's peanut butter cups and Snickers in tandem personally, because I think that their flavor profiles are really similar. We've got that like, light milk chocolate and peanut you okay. got light light milk chocolate and peanut i'm going real basic with this i'm going real real basic and i'm pairing it with that same kind of jammy red wine like a pinot maybe um a light red basically a light fruity red hmm. to go with the reese's peanut butter cups and snickers it's the, it's right it's that sort of peanut butter and jelly exactly taste right we had last week so yeah so it's funny because on that same note that's kind of where i went different way getting there though um so my first thought for wine would be like a riesling i recommend that one a lot for like sweet wines because i like it's not it's not like too much but 
again, I'm not like the biggest wine guy. So for Reese's peanut butter cups, I'd either say a Riesling or a nice bourbon. And frankly, I, I would prefer the bourbon here because uh, that <laughs> will remind you of, of a sort of peanut butter and jelly um, uh-huh. only in candy form. And like these really do taste so good together. Um, you may find yourself drinking much more bourbon uh, than you normally would in this inning because it tastes so good. Um, but if you try it, so just keep that in mind, right? Intuitive you got to be eating and drinking, Brian. Right. We'll go with that. Um, I, I prefer to think of it as effective drinking, <laughs> get to the desired effect quickly. Um, and then, and for Snickers, I decided um, a Shiraz would work really well. That doesn't sound too bad. I think I agree with you that a Shiraz it's, would be nice. Yeah. It's like smooth and rich and, and, and you mix that with the, the nutty nuggety flavor of the Snickers. I, I just, I imagine that would be perfect. Now here's where I think the candy, the Halloween candy divide comes, right? Candy corn. So first of all, candy corn, yay or nay? Um, I refuse to pair with it. I'm not eating it. It's going in the trash. Not it's pairing, amazing. Not pairing it. I happen to really enjoy candy corn. I know that about you. Yeah. Again, not sure how we're friends. That's, you know. Oh, you know what it is? It's, you know, if we ever went trick-or-treating together, I could just give you all the candy corn. Wouldn't feel. Well, this is why my kids like me so much. Because you'll eat all their candy corn. I don't, I don't take, I don't take the stuff they like. I just take the stuff they don't like. Mm. Like as soon as they say, like, see, like I'm enjoying the, like, I need that. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm here for you. Gross. All right. But since I do, I like actually not just like candy, I love candy corn. Um, and, and frankly, like, you know, I look, I look forward to candy corn, like basic chicks look forward to pumpkin spice lattes. So what I would pair this one with, if you are a candy corn believer, candy corn brothers and sisters, <laughs> team candy corn, a nice IPA. Perfect here. Seriously. The candy corn is kind of buttery. And then, and then, and then you mix that with the bitterness of the IPA. The, that I think sounds like perfect. Ugh. I think it's perfect. My personal hell right there. An IPA yeah. and candy corn. Oh no, this, oh, no, this no. last one was for people with flavor, like tasting good flavor. You mean palette. people who have burned off their taste buds and they need something very terrible in order to shock their system? All I'm saying is that after like the nuclear holocaust comes and goes, the only candies that are going to be like around are going to be like candy corns and black licorice. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be the happiest guy in the world because I, I love both of those things. So just like you and the roaches fighting over the candy corn and the black licorice. I mean, I think roaches will eat anything, right? I mean... And I'm like way tougher than roaches. And I got to imagine like radiated Brian will be bigger than radiated cockroaches. <laughs> Just because I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. You're but probably I play, I play video games, so maybe not. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this very special Halloween edition of uh, No it Good was Parents. Pretty special. It, it, definitely special. <laughs> Spooktacular. <laughs> oh, no, let's not do that. Um it is important, though, that you do uh, make sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and you go there and you say, you go, you say, you hit the subscribe button and then you like you leave a comment like these are this is the best show I've ever heard. And these people are so funny and wonderful. And I, I even learned, if it's a lie, we'll take that. No, definitely lie, because obviously, if you tell them the truth, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going <laughs> to listen. But tell your friends, tell your friends, you know, this show is pretty good. You should download it and give it a listen if you're very bored and run out of Netflix. 
or you can you can bring your kids in on this and say, hey, you know how you think I'm a terrible parent? Well, check these two <gasps> oh, out. So true. At least those those people are not your parents. That's yeah, right? Huh? You have it really good. Um <laughs> you can reach out to us anytime. Uh no good parents at gmail.com. If you have any scenarios you want us to discuss, we'll be happy to do it. Please um, do that. We're running out just, of ideas. If you just want friends. <laughs> We're are we lonely. open to friends? Okay, yeah, we are. I mean, whatever. Um, I'm friends with someone who likes candy corn and an IPA, apparently. So, yeah, really so she like has no standards. No standards for friendship. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week on No Good Parents. Bye.